0: Welcome to the milk bar.
1: Welcome along to episode 561 of the milk bar. A little bit later than planned, as it's been a bit of a busy week. Uh, We'll be finding out what happened when I had a chat with Kelly Jeffs about the situation at the lighthouse. They are looking for your support, if possible, with virtual attendance. Uh, You'll hear that a bit later on. Uh, Also, we'll be having a chat with Robert Bowes about what he's doing in the fine artwork and coming up with some ideas of things that you can do with the kids around the house. And as well as all that, Ryan Davis will be joining us for a bit of a chat about, his website wartime reflections which are making available some of their archive material to help teach your kids about the second world war whilst they're away from their standard education But first of all, over the weekend, I caught up with an absolutely fantastic musician on the other side of the world. I first had a chat with David Lazarus, probably back in, ooh, 2013. I discovered his music in a small independent record store in Fremantle in Australia. He came in, did a live session for me for the podcast whilst we were out there, and we've sort of kept in touch since. He joins me now, direct from Perth, for a bit of a chat. Hello. Hey, mate, how you doing? I'm good, good to catch up with you. And what's going on in your world musically?
2: Ah, well, um i tell you what, musically, I've actually uh, been doing a lot of writing recently. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, going to be releasing some new stuff on, uh, online pretty soon. Um, given uh, world events, my, <laughs> well, my whole world has kind of uh, gone upside down recently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you've been uh, living in Thailand,
1: uh, because of the South Africa connection as well, and now you're back
2: with your family in Perth. Exactly, yeah. So I've actually I've been based in, 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 uh, in Thailand for the last couple of years. Um, and, uh, and basically, uh, because of what's happened in the world, um, I thought it was the best thing to do was to come back, uh, mm-hmm. to Australia, be with my family. Um, and I was actually very lucky, uh, to make it back. Uh, when I went to the airport, um, pretty much, I would say 9- 75 to 80% of the flights were being canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, my initial leg coming back here was via Singapore. Um, And that leg got cancelled. So I actually had to book a whole new flight, uh, which I was lucky to get on. So I'm feeling very grateful to be back in Perth um, and um, with my family and just sort of seeing through the next who knows how long, really. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, it's very interesting time to be alive, that's for sure. Yeah,
1: and it's not something any of us have anticipated during our lifetimes, but uh, certainly during this time, uh, with a, a lot of freelance musicians not being able to work, it's important to highlight the music that is out there and allow people to buy and stream online some fantastic stuff done by artists from across the world. And uh, I mm. know with the work that you do, uh, yeah, some fantastic songs and uh, so good to hear them. And you know, hopefully we're gonna get to hear something from you in a short while's time. What have you been doing of late?
2: I actually haven't released, um, anything online for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, this year is good. That's, that's going to change. Um, I'm hoping to release a new single probably within the next month or two, um, stuff I've been working on for a while and hopefully going to releasing a few more things throughout the year. Um, but yeah, I mean the sort of the, the, the platform and the whole way music works these days is, is quite different to, you know, when we met in 2013, yeah. um, you know, it was back then. You were buying a CD in a record store, and now that's sort of almost <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. You know, so mm-hmm. now, now it's sort of all, everything's about streaming and and uh, the online presence. And uh, so, I'll be, oh yeah, I'll be releasing a, a new song and probably a few singles uh, throughout the year this year. So I'm, I'm quite excited to to uh, release some really material. I've been I've actually been working on it for quite a while, uh-huh. um, sort of get, getting it out to the world. So, I mean, what what are your inspirations at the moment? Because I'm sure the travelling and working
1: with so many different people across the globe has helped. Uh, you spent some time in the US, probably uh, what about five years ago now. So you've yeah. you've been doing plenty and working with some great people in the music industry.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, I guess you develop your songwriting develops as you as you grow up, and you sort of it's all related to what you're experiencing in your life. Um, and uh, the most recent song I put up is is a bit of a. Uh, more of a, a breakup song, which is uh, some a lot of my music earlier on was, um, I've always had very positive, happy vibes in my music. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is kind of taking a different direction. And as you, know, you go through different experiences in life, um, I think that your inspiration changes and you you take inspiration from different areas. And the, the song I'm gonna put out quite uh, in the next, in the next hopefully couple months is, um, is very much more on the uh, serious, <laughs> Heartbreak side, which I know a lot of songs are about. Yeah, so I guess it's for me I've also been writing a lot of songs about um about my family, um and you know, just the general I come across a lot of different people where I'm based and where I live and I and I sort uh, of like to I like to write stories about people that I meet um that sort of sort of inspire um that that little spark of inspiration and sometimes the stories aren't necessarily about myself, uh, sometimes they're about other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as, as, you, as you grow up and as you develop as a musician, your, uh, your songwriting changes along the way as well.
1: When you uh, are you know, sitting down and performing as well, I mean, you have performed in some phenomenal spots. I mean, we're talking, I've seen you, you know, at the side of an ocean, performing away in front of quite a large audience out there. Have your audiences around the world reacted differently to you, or is it purely just an appreciation of what has always been, as you say, mostly upbeat music,
2: and, uh, but also thought-provoking along the way? Yeah. I mean, I think music is that universal language and the beauty about it is that um, where I'm based, um, there's actually a lot of people that are coming through. So I get people from all over the world, all over Europe, all over, um, you know, from United States, from just, just basically all over the world. They're yeah. coming through. It's a, it's a place called Tower, That's where I'm, I'm actually mainly based. And I, I play music uh, basically full time over there as, as well as other things that I do. But um, uh, my audiences are always, uh, as opposed to necessarily going on tour to different countries. It's almost like they're coming to where I stay. So yeah. it's almost like I'm on tour, but I'm staying in one spot. Um, <laughs> and what I'm loving, I guess, the, for me is is the fact that I can I can play my music, and the appreciation is coming from all people from all sides, all different parts of the world. Um, and uh, I guess yeah, the music is that is that universal language they can all relate to, and I think that's almost like the test. You know, if you can if you can play a song, you can play music that an entire audience, which is not necessarily from the same place or from the same country or speak the same languages, uh, they can still relate to it um, and mm. and enjoy it. So that for me is is really um, it's a ni- it's a wonderful opportunity to do that. Um, so and it's um yeah, it's nice to kind of get the whole world in one. <laughs> Yeah, so nice way of doing it and sharing that music. Well, so
1: I'm, I'm the lucky one. I've got a signed CD. I mean, there's been EPs over the years. Uh, so, but what are you going to
2: play for us now? What track are we going to hear? Uh, I'm going to sing a song uh, called Emily.
3: Get all the rights. If we had just one more day, I'd wrap you in my life. And you'd feel warm every day, Emily. And I don't wanna feel the lights, just wanna hide your way. you away. Hold right. your rights, your all press close to me. So, what I'm trying to say is. Oh, Emily, and I want you every day. Oh Emily, and I want you in your beautiful way. Don't you go home all night today oh Emily. This girl loves tonight, there's a world we can stay It's feeling so right I wish you'd hear every day So what I'm trying to say Is just trying to say Oh Emily Now. I Far, far away from me and I can feel Next to me
1: Fantastic stuff. David, thank you for joining us. Where
2: do we go online to find out all about you and your music? Uh, yeah, you can find me at uh, David Lazarus, Instagram, Facebook, davidlazarus.com.au, uh, Spotify. Um, yeah, you can anywhere on the social media. And to keep you going
1: during these times when you can't perform live out and about, make sure we're buying plenty of the back catalogue. And there's a
2: lot of it out there, isn't there? Uh, That'll be fantastic. Yeah, and just uh, I'm going to be doing some stuff on my socials uh, during this time, a lot of Instagram Live, Facebook Live. So anybody who wants a bit of music, a bit of entertainment uh, while they're stuck at home, they can tune in and I'll be playing some shows virtually. Certainly well worth a listen. We know that from what we've heard so far and of course what we'll
1: continue here. And we look forward to the new stuff as we head through 2020. But for now, David Lazarus, thank you for joining us.
2: Thanks so much, Jason. Take care, mate.
1: As a way of making sure you keep the kids educated whilst they're off school, Wartime Reflections have made their back catalogue of work available for you to see for free online. To tell us more, I'm joined now by the founder Ryan Davis. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, how are you? I'm very well, I trust we find you well?
4: Yes, absolutely, just doing our best as everyone else is.
1: Absolutely. Uh, now, uh, you, you are a local lad, Wheaton Aston is your uh, parental home uh, and uh, you, you may have moved out the area when you went off to uni, but it doesn't mean that you don't keep close cut ties with
4: the area. Yeah, absolutely. I've still got family uh, back in the Midlands, uh, Wolverhampton, uh, Wheaton Aston, and, and those areas. So yeah, and keep keep close ties, definitely, and keep in touch with everybody back there.
1: So I mean, what what is this website? Tell us a bit about what you do, because you've always had an interest in things military and the uh, the wars, both the Great War and the Second World War, and uh, I know you spent a lot of time looking at things like the liberation of the Channel Islands.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yes, from from um, sort of a young age with my gran in Wentzfield. Um, the first uh, uh, movie I saw on television was The Longest Day, so she got me into all of the the war stuff, and I've grown up with an interest since. Um, and then started up my own business, delivering uh, workshops for primary schools, um, various different things such as um, home guard training, um, rationing workshops. Um, a a blitz uh, workshop where they have to go out um, after an air raid and take part as a medic or um, bomb disposal or air raid wardens, those kind of things. Um, and then started moving on to producing some um, home learning activities for primary school children. So that's what I'm working on at the moment.
1: And uh, with that, and making this available, it does mean there is this resource that looks back to a time when oh, the nation was in its own kind of lockdown then, and uh, with yeah, the, the, the the food shortages they had back then, it makes now seem like nothing, doesn't it?
4: absolutely yeah i mean we're looking at not being able to get toilet rolls and, and things like that at the moment and and the odd bit of food that um well i think you're probably worse off in the midlands at the moment than we are but the food shortages that we have now is nothing compared to then as you've said and and you know there were People on the radio broadcasting about what, what you can use as fake, fake bits and pieces and making mock dishes and things like that. So we, we can sort of a, appreciate now just what hardships they really went through. I mean, we're being asked to sit in our homes for, for a period of time, but they were asked to go and fight and, um, and look after children while men went and um, gave their lives. So, um, yeah, we, we can appreciate now a little bit of, um, of kind of what they were going through
1: and obviously it, it's uh the, shaped the europe we have today and i mean with the uh, the allied victory at the second world war obviously that is something to look back on with pride uh, and and going in the face uh, of, of the awful fascism that came through from the nazi state and it's getting an understanding of really just how bad that actually was for those people who were there and would that we feared the other side of the channel
4: yeah absolutely and i think um you know, you go back to the, the idea of the Channel Islands. I mean, they, they were occupied from 1940 to 1945. Um, and, you know, it was supposed to be the model occupation. Hitler wanted his troops to come in and show the rest of the world what what uh, an occupation of Britain was going to be. It was a really frightening time because we actually thought it was going to happen here. There were um, um, fear of uh, invasion alarms that actually happened where we believe the Germans had arrived. And it was just the fear of the unknown as to what was going to happen when the Germans came, was it going to be this dreadful awful evilness that was going to overtake the whole place but um, it was just, must have been incredibly frightening.
1: And uh, yeah, on a, you know, an interesting side of things, I mean there's uh, documents up there in uh, Brown, uh, Bridge North uh, Town Hall uh, that, that show that he was actually looking at using the the small Shropshire village as maybe a base of command in the UK.
4: Yeah I've, I've seen documents about Telford and the Shropshire area being, being the central focus um, and um yeah so it puts the midlands right in the, in the forefront of um of hitler's plans to to sort of spread his forces throughout the country and um his whole operations be planned and and the occupation sort of started from there so i believe there was also on the uh, around about the 7th of september we certainly had an invasion alarm down here which rippled throughout the whole country where obviously the blitz began it was black saturday um and that evening the cromwell alert went out and uh, down here it was thought that the Germans had actually arrived by boat and they were spreading poison gas on the beaches. Nobody actually knew where it was coming from, but villagers ran out into the streets. The church bells were ringing. Home guard were brought out at 2 o'clock in the morning. In Plymouth, a car went round with a loudspeaker on, getting the home guard out. And up, up in Lincolnshire and places like that, there was there was an incident there where... Bridges had been mined um, and officers and and people that were reporting for duty, actually, there were some fatalities because the bridges had been mined waiting for the Germans and they weren't aware that that had happened. So I I believe something happened in Bridge North on a bridge somewhere there um, with an invasion fear there too.
1: So obviously there's a lot of history to look at here and this is something that you've done and explored it in such a way as it makes it accessible to kids and the home workshops that you've produced give them a better understanding of the time. And it is history, I mean, it's history that I covered at school and it's certainly history which is still very prevalent today. Fortunately, uh, we haven't seen as many incidents of the scale that we've seen now. We've also had terrible times in the Gulf and, and many other conflicts in Europe since, but nothing of the, the size that it uh, uh, was caused by the uh, Third Reich. So, you know, it, it is something that is still very important for kids to learn about. So you've made this resource available. Where do people go to find it?
4: So you can go to wartimereflections.co.uk and there's a drop-down menu that says, I think, it's what what we do... Um, And if you click on products, it will take you to that page. There's two on there at the moment, an activity pack and a spellings um, challenge book for year six, sort of age group. But there are more um, resources going to be going on in the next few days and next few weeks as well.
1: So something to start with and and look at it uh, as it starts to to make uh, a bigger library online for kids to use. Uh, Ryan Davies of of Walktime Reflections, thank you for joining us.
4: Thank you very much for having me.
3: Heads to comfort your bloodline, lay your head now. I'll keep you from falling down. All of these nights, only you by my side. You beautify my life Without even knowing how I just wanna sail away You and I through the night And through these crashing waves I'll keep you safe All through this life You and I through the night Rest your head on my heart We can dream through the night These arms And all these little eyes I just want to sail away You and I through the night And through these crashing waves I'll keep you safe It's all through this life
1: With everything we have going on with the coronavirus around us, it's nice to think of some art, look at some pretty things, and this can be done online as well as in person. Robert Bearers, fine artist and so much more, joins me on the line now for a chat. Hello, sir. Good, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is. Yeah. Welcome. Hello, how are you doing? I'm all right, mate, how are you? I'm all right. Now, uh, I mean, we should at this point have been talking about your exhibition in Ironbridge, but that unfortunately isn't happening at the moment, is it?
0: No, not with the current climate. Um, First of all, we had the floods, um, and then we've got this this lockdown. So it's like an exhibition that was planned for two years and never was.
1: Well, it's in in, its, in itself, let's look at it as a, an exhibition which is a, a special arts installation that's so special it's not allowed to be viewed by the public. I think <laughs> I think Banksy, it's kind of reverse Banksy, isn't it? No-one knows who the artist is there. In this case, we know who the artist is, we know the work is, but we just can't go and see it at the moment. But you
0: can't see the work, no. It's, uh, it's, it, it, I'll be honest with you, Jason, it's a bit of an upset.
1: I can imagine.
0: But you... you... You know, I mean, I'm more upset for Hannah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she spent two two years getting this collection together. Um, and it's just, just sad, really, isn't it? But, but I suppose...
1: we, we will get to see it at some point, though. That's the important thing, isn't it?
0: Well, I hope so. I hope the gallery decides to, like, push it on or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, but I know you can see the work online.
1: Yeah. So we can take a look at That's that. Where, this... where do we go for that at the moment, then?
0: Uh, Ironbridge Fine Art,
1: and they can yeah uh, you know, take a, a virtual tour of what's happening with the website. And yeah, uh, you know, it, it is you know a, a difficult time for everybody. And we often watch your Facebook live videos of you doing your work. And uh, for, for oh. anybody who hasn't done this yet, it's well worth seeing an artist at work, isn't it?
0: It is. It well, it, it actually it's fun to show people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and if it inspires somebody to have a go, well then then it's. I like showing off, really, basically. I
1: think <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, I know you've done classes for kids. Uh, when we were out and about back in the day, we had things like the Brood Pandas, and this is all about getting kids interested in art. And now is yeah. the time where parents can do that. So maybe watching some of your videos online, just searching for Robert Bowers on Facebook, would be a great way of, uh, of seeing a bit more about uh, what to do and get some ideas with uh, materials around the house they've got they can probably work with.
0: Oh, I mean, that's just like... that's uh... That's like a, a birthday present. That is, isn't. If you ever look around the house, yeah, see what you can do with stuff that you have got. It's, it's well, it's endless.
1: Yeah, and you could, you could create all sorts of things. I mean, we have in the past seen some interesting creations that you've made out of uh, parts of uh, toys. And I'm yeah. not maybe not suggesting they take Barbie apart and stick it back together in a different order, but there there are all sorts of things that they could create like mini sculptures and things, aren't there? Oh,
0: of course it is. I mean, they could even repaint their their cars, toys, dolls, make
1: something for the dolls. Mm-hmm.
0: It doesn't have to be material. They could make them out of paper and just use glue.
1: But uh, you know, work with uh, mom, dad, parent, guardian, who's ever around at the moment. Only play with the stuff you're allowed to play with. But yeah. Yeah, as, as a family group, it could be a great fun thing to do and a, a brilliant way of expressing something artistically whilst we're okay. uh, on lockdown.
0: Completely. It's like, it's like the... Um, if you've got any empty plastic bottles lying around, you can make your own 10 pin bowling set
1: yeah and yeah. fun things to do like I mean it turns like a fun and it might be a scrunched up bit of uh, aluminum you're going to recycle at some point you use the ball so there's always ways of doing these things
0: perfect. There's Absolutely perfect, Jason.
1: So, I mean, aside of all this, you are also still taking commissions because you've got a fair stockpile of uh, of, of raw materials around you. I've I've seen the workshop, so uh, you know you you are actually still yeah, building things for people uh, as we go along, aren't you?
0: Well, I'm mainly I'm mainly carving people now. So, people are send me a photograph of uh, of a relative and tell me what they do. So, I'll then make a Whitlington as they call Whitlington's, they are. Um, out of that person from the photograph
1: now it was about uh, what 12-18 oh, months ago when you you popped in for the 500th episode of my podcast and yeah. uh, we, we had some live Whitlingtons produced there <laughs> and, uh, yeah. but, but say so this this is something which which people can get hold of and, and where do people find you is it through the website the easiest way of doing it
0: just on Facebook mm-hmm. Facebook 100% Facebook
1: right Robert Barris you're looking for on there
0: yeah definitely I'm in control of that whereas like gallery uh, websites I have no control over what they say so
1: <laughs> so you said look out for Rob on Facebook But uh, yeah that's it you, so yeah plenty to do you are keeping yourself busy which is uh, good to hear and yeah. uh, I mean I, I I just I'm always intrigued as to what you're going to come with next I know the Whitlington's are doing fantastic things but there's always so many side projects you work on at the same time isn't there
0: yes well, we've, got, we, we've got a few things that I can't say just yet but you will I mean we're coming out with um, mug, mugged off. You tell us how you like your tea. Say you work in an office. Right. If, if there's a group of people, somebody's always stealing somebody's mug. So you'd say, Jason's coffee. How, how do you like your coffee?
1: Well, I, I don't like coffee. I drink tea uh, quite milky okay, but quite tea? strong.
0: Uh, well, there you go. You go quite milky, quite strong, Jason's mug. And so- that's something that we're, we're just about to start to... Uh, do
1: so that'll be launching soon so the best place to find out more is of course to check out that facebook page with robert bowers at the top of it isn't it yep
0: robert and then there's links from my page to Mugdoff and various other sites
1: so keep checking it all out well rob keep up the good work have a great time uh, working on your current projects i know you're putting smiles on people's faces with everything that you're doing and uh you know once uh, the gallery is sorted we will be down there and winter allowed out again be uh, doing a, an interview in front of the artwork if that's okay with fabulous. you and
0: fabulous fabulous mate
1: All right. love to you fabulous. both and see you soon
3: alright cheers Jason good morning Georgia it's nice to see that smile you bring see I've been walking that I want to say Good morning Georgia It's good to see you again Good morning Georgia You're just so lovely in so many ways You know you make people happy Every time they walk your way now I hope this comes across It'll only the right way Every morning, Georgia You make my day Now I must confess I don't even know the name Of the place where you make the best Greek island crepe I Just call it Georgia you I right am here anyway Come on in Georgia Why you look so down today Can you tell me why You're not smiling your usual way Cause I don't like to see You looking this out way On this morning Georgia Is everything okay? morning, David You haven't heard the news today See, I've been told I Only have a few more days And often not too long I'm going far away In a few more mornings again Good morning Georgia I miss you today See I've been walking These village streets round and round again But I hope you're safe happy, way up there far away, one morning Georgia, we'll see you again.
1: With a concerning situation around the coronavirus and, of course, the closing of theatres and cinemas across the UK, uh, the Lighthouse, a registered charity in the city, is going to suffer more than most, relying on the income from filmgoers to help with all the projects that they work down there. They're going to be uh, under pressure, especially if this runs for as many as uh, 12 weeks, which we believe it could do. Kelly Jeffs is the CEO and joins me on the line now to tell me more about an initiative to try and ease the burden.
5: Hi, Jason. So right, good to talk to you.
1: Good to talk to you, and we do keep in touch regularly. Uh, but we're normally yeah. talking about the great event you're able to host, and at the moment you can't, unfortunately.
5: No, it's all halted. Everything's come to a standstill, like many other businesses, many other sectors, and you know, freelancers, everything across the creative industries, uh, but, and obviously other industries as well. It's it's just an unprecedented situation, and we just have to take each day as it comes
1: obviously you've closed the doors that happened um, in within the last week you mm. are now uh, in a position whereby the uh, donations that the public make are more important than ever rent doesn't stop you've got staff mm. who uh, are unfortunately now not in a position to work so won't be able to mm. be paid and mm. I know that's a case for a lot of people across the UK but mm. uh, there's a chance to be a lighthouse attendee without being able to be there
5: yeah it's, it's technically virtual attendance they're not going to be virtually viewing anything i mean mm -hmm. obviously people can view stuff from home uh it's 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 part of to build on our campaign for, for for continuous sort of support to the charitable trust um and so we're calling it a virtual attendance we have hundreds and hundreds of people that regularly attend every week um who obviously have nothing to come to now uh they may in with the goodness of their hearts still donate to us um in in kind of a you know in in, in replacement of a ticket. Mm-hmm. Um there's a lot of um arts organisations across the country offering a sim you know a- requesting a similar ask to um to to help prop up you know uh income streams so that so there's a chance of survival through the other side of this. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean the art sector is going to be particularly badly hit because we can't get together in the large groups we would normally do to make an event prof- profitable and uh, there's a percentage of every cinema ticket you normally sell goes to the uh, the artists on the other side of things however that a percentage also goes for paying for the building paying for the staff and everything you normally do there and that even then yeah. doesn't touch food and drink sales which are often the way most cinemas uh, and organisations top up their uh, their income anyway
5: Exactly. So basically our business model, like, again, like any service industry, any events or cultural sector industry, um, it's the same model. You know, you need people to make it work. And if people um, are being discouraged from, you know, which, which we all understand that, we all appreciate and understand that this is not the time for thinking, oh, what a shame nobody's coming to. Me. You know, this is serious. So we have to abide by government guidelines, advisory, you know, the WHO advisory, that um, mass gatherings and people being together is not the the right way forward in containing this. So we will suffer financially and mentally. People have got to get used to the idea of being at home, of not being quite, you know, having a direction with what they're going to do next, you know. It's just a real difficult situation. Um, this week we closed on we closed from yesterday, from last night, and we still had customers coming in last night, which was great. You know, not many, and we had some donations through the door yesterday as well. Hopefully, that will continue while we're shut down. Um, and the way that people can donate, they could post a cheque out to us to the Lighthouse postal address, Chubb Buildings, Fire Street, Wolverhampton. Or they can go online through our website www.light-house.co.uk and click on the donate button and it will lead you through the process um, you know that's as much as we can do at the minute and obviously I'll be investing as the chief exec of the, bu- of the business I'll be investigating grant support whenever that that kind of is Yes, it's been announced that there will be some grant support for small businesses, but until we see the guidelines and until we see the process of what we need to go through, we cannot tap into anything until that's all unlocked. As far as I understand, they're going to be announcing processes from early next week, and I will do my best for the business to try and, um, and bring in a couple of these grants.
1: But we know it's not going to be easy. There's going to be a lot of people vying for money. We've got to see what comes through based on what the government is saying. And I don't think you know, any government can understand the level of um, need that there's going to be around this. It is it is going to have to sort of come out over the next few weeks as we really start to see how this impacts.
5: Yeah, exactly. And that's why it's best, you know, for everyone to take it a day at a time and respond appropriately to any opportunities that come up. Um, For me personally, you know, this is a time where um, obviously in the background I'll be I'll be carrying on doing this kind of um, funding side of things, Um, but other than that, you know, apart, we can't even think about future programming because all the films have been either shelved or, you know, um, uh, release days, release dates are changing. So you know even creatively, I can't think well what we can be thinking for the future. We're talking about possibly pushing an online um you know c- um collective experience of watching something streamed mm-hmm. and then having a you know having some kind of discussion about it online afterwards. but a lot of our customers aren't digitally engaged, yep. so you know again those people the frustrating thing for me and for our team is seeing these the elder. The elders, you know, our older generation, our older demographic, that use us as a regular space to meet, to socialise, to come out of, to come out of lo- the loneliness agenda, whether they live on their own, perhaps. And now it's totally spun around where we, everyone has to be isolated. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's going to be a tough road.
1: Well, we need to make sure that uh, places like the Lighthouse are there for when we can return to something approaching normality. Give us the details again of where people can go and donate and make sure that uh, you're helping Lighthouse along is one of their priorities.
5: Yeah. So, sadly, we won't have any box office um, with, uh, any box office cover at all. We'll be totally closed down. Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants to make a donation, they can send a cheque to Lighthouse, the Chubb buildings, Friar Street, Wolverhampton, wv one ht or they can donate on, online uh, by going onto our website and following the um, the link to the donate button. So that's www.light-house.co.uk.
1: And who they make check, pay, checks payable to?
5: Lighthouse Media Centre.
1: So do that. If you can share some uh, some funds and uh, keep the coffers, uh, you know, not so much stacked up because I know the the, the cover has been almost bare there anyway. But uh, you know, just to try and keep the lights on, literally, for when you return.
5: Yeah, that's all. We, we we obviously we'll be fighting to have something to come back to at the other end, and then we can look at how we build up again. But this could take. For everyone across the country, across the you know the globe, this could be a, a long stretch, uh, a big hole to pull it, pull ourselves out of.
1: Mm-hmm. Well. Let's keep up the, uh, the, the the focus on all of this as well as looking after each other. If people have got time on their hands now, if they can look after your patrons too, that would be good. And uh, then everyone can get back to having a fantastic time using the wonderful facilities at The Lighthouse in hopefully just a, a matter of weeks' time. But for now, Kelly Jeff, CEO of The Lighthouse, thank you for joining us.
5: Thank you, Jason. Take care.
3: Your watching little mind makes me wonder how you build your life? Whatever road you take, no right. To guide you to the light. Remember, life has moments, and it's okay to cry. On my shoulder. I'll protect you all this life You fill my chest with inspiration When I'm near your innocent glow So I'll pretend to know your homework answers So you never stop questioning for more No matter how far you go Or how big your little hands grow And your big brothers are I'll protect you all this life. 'Cause Cause all those beautiful times with you reminds me. Your treasure life, and every Sunday afternoon, I'll always choose. Choose nothing else. Won't be to spend that time with you. So never change, never change that perfect little you. big brother's arms I'll protect you all this left
1: Well that's your love for this week thank you so much for joining us back with episode 562 next week I'll speak to you then, ta-ra for now Goodbye from the
0: milk bar Goodbye from the milk bar Goodbye from the mail bar, goodbye from the mail bar, yeah, goodbye from the mail bar, yeah.